Hey guys, real quick, before we get started here, um, I just wanted to say, first of all, I am so sorry this episode is getting out late. We recorded this actually March 20th, which at this time seems like an eternity ago. We, in fact, recorded this Batman Returns episode for Movies for Guys Who Like Movies. It was intended for the week of um, Batman vs. Superman, which you know has obviously already come out. People have already made up their minds about it. The business is what it is on the movie, but um, the point of our Batman Returns episode was to compliment our Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut episode, but... You know, things get in the way, you got family, you got jobs, you got things that come up, but regardless, I wanted to at least just kind of, you know, give you guys just a quick update and say, hey, I'm sorry, this is coming out late. This episode was recorded, it was a three-pack of episodes we recorded that day. It was Invasion Part 1, Part 2, and then this coming off for me, uh, a 12-hour weekend of just video and photography work for my job so I was completely exhausted and I come off kind of a dick I'll be honest my even though like now as I'm saying this I'm still not the biggest fan nowadays of Batman Returns I certainly probably am not as harsh as I come across in the episode here so but Jason is he just hates everything I'm just kidding Jason I'm kidding Poor guy's trying to get over having a swollen eye, so we'll see how everything turns out. But as you're listening to this, right now, this is Wednesday night. I'm going to get this cranked out here in a minute, and this thing's going to get uploaded. So by the time you listen to this, we're going to be gearing up for this Sunday when we're dropping SummerSlam. I'm hoping to drop Sunday. Might be Monday. That's my son in the background. I'm going to get to him in a moment here. I'm going to wrap this up. But once again, this Sunday, SummerSlam 2001. And then the following week, we're going to be hitting up, actually, hold on for a second, Wyatt, Apollo 13 for movies for guys who like movies. So Survivor Series, I'm sorry, SummerSlam 2001. And then Apollo 13. So just want to give you guys the update on those. Enjoy the show. Um, continue to subscribe and download. And hey, okay, all right. Continue to subscribe and download. You guys enjoy the show. I'm Batman. <laughs> it's showtime. <laughs> of Gotham, a new villain emerges. You didn't invite me, so I crashed! From the rooftops of Gotham, the perfect enemy comes to life. Sink her claws into. You're a cat, no girl like me. He 
he plots a foul reign of destruction. My dear penguins, thanks to Batman, the time has come to punish all of Gotham! its greatest hero. You want them? We got them. Movies for guys who like movies. Coming up next, only on TBS. See how this ends. It sounds menacing. like Batman Forever. That's right. <laughs> Trying to open up a Kool Aid. Sounds like Batman Returns. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm still waiting for him to return. Yeah, where did he go? It's like the when Backstreet did that song, Backstreet's Back, on their right, first so album. New Blood Rising podcast. We're here to talk about uh, from our movies for guys who like movies episode. We're talking about Batman Returns because we're on the eve of Batman. Uh, Batman v Superman. <laughs> Batman v or BVS. Uh, as I've also seen. So dumb. Nope. You, you all might be listening to this after it's already come out, so... Actually, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a good chance of that. A week after, as a matter of fact. So, we're going back in time. This is 1992. This is when Batman's coming off a mega wave of cultural phenomenon with mm-hmm. the 1989 Tim Burton Batman. So, everyone was all in for a sequel. Um, <clears throat> first thoughts. Everyone here is a big... was At least... If you're not a, you know, as into Batman as you were as a kid, when you were a kid, '89 Batman was one of the biggest movies ever. Mm-hmm. It was like the Star Wars for us. For yeah, I mean, yeah. like it was, and then it, and in that same vein, then its sequel might be the most highly anticipated of its time. I was thinking, I was trying to think, like Ghostbusters and Indiana Jones. I'm like, no, Batman Returns was felt like there was more heat behind it. Also, because like it was only three years later. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of if there was a sequel, but because I was only six, if yeah. there was a sequel that had come out, only one I could think of is Home Alone Two. Has one that I was really that's looking true. Forward no, to. that's a good one. That's a good. That's At a good. that time, well, after Batman, Jurassic Park, Lost World was another big one for me. Lost was World was huge. Way later, but I was, you know, I was like 11 at the time. See, I was 12 when this came out, mm-hmm. so I had the silly bat buzz that everyone had, where you had the bat symbol. Did you have all in the, the toys. Package. Yes. Let's too. talk about quick. How big was Batman '89? Budget on it was thirty-five million. That's all. Domestically, it grossed two hundred fifty-one million. Oh, that's why because two hundred fifty-one. Nicholson gets 89. that. Nicholson gets sixty, and he's still getting. Some. And he still gets <laughs> the greatest uh, payday ever for an actor. So with Batman Returns, obviously, like in this, no, all movies are like this. If the first one nails, that means we have to jack up everything. It needs to be bigger, badder. Everything just strictly numbers. We'll get into the, the creative aspect of it. Box or in terms of 
budget. How much do you think this was budgeted at? Well, obviously it's more. So, 60? I know Keaton got 12. I know that. He got a big payday out of this. I'm going to say 70, but just going to the set seems smaller. Gotham seems a lot smaller. We'll get to that. I'll, I'll say 80 million. 80 million. That's oh, how much million. this movie cost to make. That's a lot Yes. Do you know how much it grossed? 161. I do know that. Yeah. That's just domestic. So Worldwide, 280. You can see mm-hmm. where there, there, there's some things not working. Even though it is still a profitable movie, the set, this movie, based on its budget compared to the other one, it should be north of 300. It should be what it's, it, it's taken. It had less, if you think about it. What the, do you mean? The first movie had Prince doing the full soundtrack as far as the commercial soundtracks. I mean, they had that. There's no commercial music in this one. No. It's all score. Not one. Um, and then like the great little versions of Super Freak and stuff from the ball, but I, I bet the Penguin shit costs a lot of money. The Penguins, Penguin. like the all actual the penguins. penguins, all that shit, yeah. all that nonsense. I can see where the money went. Oh yeah, yeah. In tons costume of, design. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we mentioned Batman '89. Joker's our villain. This movie here, we've got this. In many ways, this is a trendsetter. Oh, very much. Yep. We're gonna throw a multiple villains at the hero. It does end up being three. Two of them are the Prince Ike, or two of them are you know the, the real namely ones. Penguin, played by Danny DeVito, and Catwoman, played by Michelle Pfeiffer. The third one being Christopher Walken, playing the Max Shrek part, who's funny nowadays is a Donald Trump. Right, movie. yeah. So it's, it seems so far-fetched at the time. <laughs> but um, uh, how do you think they did... Right, so we'll just kind of dive into it here. How do you think they handled bringing in Penguin and Catwoman to this... Movie universe, not necessarily the comics here, but the movie universe of Batman. Like, uh, in terms of... First of all, it was a cast right. What did do you they, mean a cast right? Did they cast it right? Do you think they got, got the right people to play these parts? I would say for the Penguin, if you had Jack Nicholson playing the Joker, going Danny DeVito to play your Penguin, good call. Because was this before or after... Hoffa? Yeah. I think it's the same year. Something like that, I forget. I don't yeah, know. I think it's the same year. I'll say um, with Catwoman, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't think I mean. I mean, I love Jack Nicholson's Joker very much. Yeah, but there, there's been so many interpretations of it since then. I'm not like not just Heath Ledger. We're talking Mark Hamill and mm-hmm. stuff like that. There, for me, will emphatically there will never be a better Catwoman than Michelle Pfeiffer. I think I think she's the star of the movie. Now, Danny DeVito. I think for the version of the Penguin that they have in this movie, right? yes, absolutely, yeah. he's the guy. Because his Penguin isn't quite like the comic book Penguin, but for what for a Tim Burton film, yeah, Danny so DeVito is awesome. I think that's a perfect spinning off point then to the guy behind it. Tim Burton coming back as director, who was very reluctant. Oh, sure. Can't blame him. Uh, because of... Obviously, he was not... There are a lot of hands in the pie on Batman 89 mm. to where, like, maybe the vision was stripped down, wasn't the full realization of what he may have wanted it to be. I don't know. I mean, that's just, it feels that way based on what he wants out of number two here. You know who, what he said, Captain Calm through, through Batman Nicholson? 89? It was Nicholson. It was, yeah. you can't eat an elephant in one bite, is the quote. <laughs> it's something like that. Some Crazy. weird line that it makes like, a lot of sense. And Nicholson went on to work with Tim Burton a few more times. Like, they're yeah. actually really good friends. Yeah. yeah. But this one clearly is a Tim Burton movie. See, yeah, that's the difference. Tim Burton, 
This I, feels I like believe, a scissor hands like yes. follow up. Well, All it's, it it's needed a, was a, Johnny Depp. It's a it broken fairy tale. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what the movie is. Uh, Tim Burton, I believe his deal was if he got complete control over the movie, then he would direct it. Because if he, according to him, he did not have that over Batman. He said, right. I, he said that was the first time I really had to make a studio film. Right. Which, yeah. Because at that point, he'd only done his little films for Disney, which are great, but little short films, but then Pee Wee and Beetlejuice. Right. And Beetle doesn't get much more different and non-studio than Beetlejuice. Right. right. So, and yeah, like after Batman, I, I remember him saying he wanted to prove himself, so he did Edward Scissorhands. Which is basically just a modern retelling of Frankenstein. Yeah. And it's a great movie. Sure. I, I Absolutely. It's, it's overloved, unfortunately, by a certain community. <laughs> but <laughs> along with Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah. Well, Nightmare <clears throat> Before Christmas, everyone's like, oh, that's Tim Burton's movie. No, no, no. He didn't direct Nightmare Before Christmas. No. What's what are you, wrong? What are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. There's a fantastic <laughs> Family Guy joke about Nightmare Before Christmas. Have you seen it? I don't know. It, there's something about, they, they talk about Jack Skellington and he, or they're saying something, it's like a another holiday done up like Nightmare Before Christmas and Jack Skellington's character comes up and he just sings, he goes, ugly fat girls have tattoos of me and it's just mm-hmm. like. <laughs> I have seen that. Yes. But he didn't direct Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. and the reason for that was because of Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. So yeah, whenever he talks about these movies in hindsight, you can always hear a little bit of uh What's the word? What's the word here? It's it's not like, oh, I I hated that, or it sounds like he, he missed out on some opportunity. The grudge. Yeah, it's funny he he didn't want to make a studio movie. He really didn't want to make a Batman movie. Clearly, by how he makes this fucking thing, <laughs> it really makes me laugh because in I, I I go back to and and by the way, part of the thought I was going to complete was with him coming up with him getting that full control. He gets a complete rewrite of the script with Daniel mm-hmm. Waters. Who kind of guts whatever the original? I guess Sam Cam wrote the original yeah. draft. Who That's wrote cool. the first one? Right. So that all gets kind of butchered and changed up and everything. Um, what's interesting here, like just when you think about the plot, like the way they really reconfigured this is this is the Penguins movie. Mm-hmm. It's the movie she called the, the Penguin Debuts. Is what the <laughs> title should almost become. Even the Catwoman does too. It's funny that the movie plagues or comes back to the same Tim Burton themes of a lot of his movies, in particular Batman '89, which is about kind of this revolution against the '80s mm-hmm. and what the '80s stood for. This is a movie that is about the crimes of high society breed monsters. Right. I yeah. mean, the worst possible monsters. Right. In this case, in two minutes and six seconds into this movie, you get people attempting to kill their baby. This is has uh, been popularized. Not just people. This is a Happy Meal movie. But <laughs> yeah. right. Yes, I had all the mugs. I had all those toys. It's a great casting choice. Uh-huh. Um, Pee Wee. Well, it's not just Pee Wee. Who is that? This shit. That was his girl in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, it was. So it was a Pee Wee's Big Adventure reunion. Oh. And um, I like that. Well, Tim Burton, the big one of his big themes that he in a Tim Burton movie, not just a movie he directs, but a real Tim Burton movie is abandonment. Mm-hmm. And I think. He found a nice, happy medium for Bruce Wayne and Cobblepot. Uh-huh. Someone because Bruce Wayne didn't relate to the Joker. No, no, he didn't. But he does relate to Cobblepot. And I, I think, think for all of two seconds, and yeah. then to me, he's like, "Nope, I yeah. just, I suspect well, something of foul." Well, oh, <laughs> hope, yeah. hope, hope something's he, up. I hope he finds his parents. Yeah. Uh, Fuck that guy. Yeah, and then the very next scene, <laughs> he's just, looking up the Red Circus, yeah, yeah. whatever. Well, what's great is Alfred. Move down. Alfred tries to <laughs> goes, "Do you want to be the only distraught rich orphan there, or something like something?" Alfred's great. a little chippy in this one. Yeah, huh. 
Bruce Wayne's a little chippy right back at him. No. Yeah. I didn't, oh, Keaton's I, got some. I didn't let Vicky Vale into the Batcave. That was that's <laughs> fan that's fan service. Security. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, right. let's bring her up. At least this continuity with the love interest. It's the only connection to the first movie. Yeah, is the Vicky Vale. Scene. They don't even talk about the Joker. No, nope, never comes up. You would think, like Dark Knight be... Rises, Joker never comes yeah. up. No. So the the reason I, I made the quip about or quip about um, Burton not wanting to make a Batman movie. Batman is not re- like we don't see him until maybe what minute? I wrote it down. Twelve of the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when he, when the red circle, the red triangle circus fuckers show yeah. up, right? Start causing problems. So Batman shows up. He disappears at the seventeen ten mark. Yeah. He shows back up at uh, thirty five forty six. Yeah. So now are you counting Batman and Cal or Bruce Wayne, just the character? Batman and Bruce Wayne. Okay, gotcha. So, gotcha, gotcha. so yeah, there's a about eighteen minutes, and he's a. It's the way they, the way they um phone the way they kind of show him too, like. Just like overall, just unhappy. Yeah, he's brooding. I mean, which is well, Batman, that, isn't but, that Bruce Wayne? But he's like the, well, not just, when he rolls up on the scene, he's just sort of like you know. He, oh, yeah. oh, he's not a lot of these punches. To, yeah. Oh, a lot of these back. He did. He did, he did that in '89, like once or twice. And this movie is just like it's <laughs> constant. <laughs> but at the same time, he's he's also punching. Oh, he's punching faded clowns. Like these guys were washed in bleach. Yeah. And uh, everyone likes to say that Schumacher tried to do the '60s Batman show. Just in neon instead of like the kind of Technicolor. That's and, because it's true. But Burton, <laughs> if you look at this, Burton's doing it just gray wash. Like it's still got the quirks, a lot of that, but it's it's, it's got dark. some of the quirks. Mm, um, there's labels. What, what's funny is like when I was, he shows up and he's like angry. He's angry. Commissioner Gordon's like, oh, Batman looks like the Red Triangle Circus Gang's back in time. We'll Fuck see. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just moves on. Yeah. It's like, oh. So all that that nice letter you wrote the city at the end of the first movie, yeah. go fuck oh, yourself. Yeah. All right, no problem. There's That's a, fine. There's no relationship with Batman and Commissioner no, it, Gordon in any of these. Th- early there's no movies. relationship in this movie between really Batman and Gotham until mm-hmm. like the Christmas tree incident with the bats and everything. <laughs> there's no other like re- like it seems like they're just two very separate entities. Where right. in reality, and I'm not talking about the comics. This isn't about well, this isn't what's in the comics. That's mm-hmm. a whole other debate. They seem to be almost symbiotic. Like Gotham and Batman are are one. Like you know, we, mm-hmm. without the problems of Gotham, there is no Batman and stuff like that. And it just seems like that relationship is lost throughout this. But um, where we can drive next is since we don't get to see the Batman a lot, what do we get to see a lot of? <laughs> we get to see. Well, let, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about uh, BVS real quick. Batman and Superman. Okay. Everyone lost their shit. Oh, ben yeah. Affleck got cast. As if Batman is like Macbeth. As if it's this super difficult role to pull off. Like, mm. like, like Megan Fox getting cast as April O'Neil. Oh, she's not April O'Neil, but... Like, it's this really super difficult character. There's not a lot to the character at the end of the day. There's just not. Right. Now, and that's one of the problems I always find with Batman. There has always been more to the villains. Always. Like, there are, he's got the best villains gallery of any comic book character. Right. It's tough because this, as a person who I will admit, I have a very unhealthy obsession with Batman. Batman's villains, go ahead and laugh at it, I know you want to. It sounds gross. Mm. Well, not that kind of way. Just, but like, Batman's, each each of his really good villains are aspects of his personality or psyche that are the counterpart. Like, Two-Face is his obsession with justice. Batman's version of justice. Two-Face has a version of justice. Scarecrow... 
is his Batman preys on the fear and superstitions of criminals. This is a whole character that works on fear. Poison Ivy, she is a a terrorist in oh, a sort I of like way. plants. Well, I mean, her it's plants, but she's she you know she has this crusade. She is very passionate about this crusade. Batman is also very passionate about his crusade, his mm-hmm. war on crime. You, you can just go through when whereas the Joker, where Batman is order and law and fascism to a point. Joker is chaos, anarchy, and true freedom. It's their their parts and opposites. So that's why sometimes you can have Batman kind of be plain and pair up to them. But in these movies, they do just overshadow. He, him he, he, he is paired with Cobblepot, though. Yeah, with well, his kind of. They they. It's a shame they don't draw more attention to the fact that they are both very much the same type of person. Yeah. Just they both. There's a schism that we're each went a different path with the circumstance that befell them. What I'm saying is the the point I'm. It's not that um, you don't give your villains time because they are interesting people. Mm-hmm. Batman gets no time to develop still. Like he doesn't get a lot even in '89. He gets some and it's good. And they use the Napier stuff to really build the yeah. backstory of like you know uh, losing his parents and how that sticks with him all the time. He goes and drops a rose all the time. That's a it's a big thing for him. And that's why I dance with Devil and Pale Moon. Like you want to get knocked out? All that shit is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In this movie, it's just like we see him just sitting there, just chilling. It's fine. He's brooding. It's mm-hmm. fine. But there's no, like, and then the rest of the time it's like, well, let's see what's on TV, Alfred. You decorating the tree? Let's just watch TV, pal. Yeah. I mean, this movie's more about him trying to have a life outside of Batman. Like, because he does have great character stuff with Selena. Like, really? Oh, outside of being Batman. I, it seems like, yeah, they, they, those scenes, like, the ballroom scene. How much do you need? Like, like, that's, that's my question. I want to see, like, what was, like, what happened after Batman coming here that makes you not want to be Batman anymore? Says he doesn't, no, does he ever say he doesn't want to be Batman? He, he dude, he is ready to. He rips off his shitty yeah, ass true. mask. He's that's like that's right because he's going to. I'm going to take this guy to jail. Let me reveal who I am. No, and I mean, luckily she kills him. But it's also my thing is this is this movie's taking place at Christmas time. I'm pretty sure for a person who has issues like Bruce Wayne with dealing with loss as parents, Christmas is probably a tough time. And it's that's just true. yeah. Yeah, just sure. there. Like, it's just like, well, I'm not going to watch uh, Rudolph because I'm going to watch this tree lighting ceremony in the smallest town square in the giantest city in America. So I'm gonna, Here's one thing I just want to ch- just change the topic briefly for a moment. There is so much innuendo, and there is so much, like, really just... It's not a kid's movie. I don't want to say dark because that's w- that's not even doing it justice. Like, there is raping... There's rapiness going on in this movie. Like... It, from both that, sexes. Mm-hmm. Is that mugger like going going to town like Maybe about he's getting to? ready to? Yeah, in the alley when the Catwoman shows up. Like, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. He sticks his hand down, mm-hmm. and I always thought he was going for the purse, but probably not. If he was going for yeah. the purse, he just would have took thing. it and ran. Does Batman get a bat boner? Did you, you mean notice? when he just stops and well, looks no, at someone? Her hand like goes down. Oh yeah. Camera like you know it doesn't go past the belt, but it's still moving when it cuts. And all of a sudden, Batman's face kind of goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. It was like, what? And then like, all right, let's get. Well, they have an this... over-sexualized relationship anyway with him and Catwoman. Oh, yeah, it, but it's this is fast. This is just like, hi, I'm Catwoman. Let's fuck. Like that's how this one's put. Yeah, it's funny, man. He just completely forgets how to do anything in terms of fighting when he's around her. Like they haven't even had a chance for really like a flirtation. Well, he doesn't want to fight her. 
She punches he, her and headbutts he, her. And then he tries to help her. He doesn't want to fight. He throws her. some acid on her. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, he pulls out now, his, now that I do have a problem his, with. His, he just carries napalm. Yeah. His, I, yeah I've his, always <laughs> thought that was bullshit. Yeah. Was like, what are you going to use that for? Like, I. I, I understand infatuation, but it's also Batman. Like mm-hmm. that's a guy who's like kind of like. But like, you're going comic book Batman. Not necessarily. I mean, like. But if you're saying, but that's Batman. <laughs> but but you're saying you have to separate the comic book from the adaptation. I. Right. Oh, I just oh. what I'm what I'm. I, no, I it's it's so hard for me to do that. So it's weird. I can't. Yeah. Done. I, Done. I, no, <laughs> you're, no, you're not. I'm the, sorry. You're not going to devalue is, my. Opinion. It is an adaptation. It is an adaptation. And from, it's not good. Oh. Um, let's talk about Pop for mayor. Real, well, no, no, no. You know, let's let's do Max Shrek because mm-hmm. we haven't talked about what his whole deal is. Like, there's a he wants to build a power plant for it's, a city that has too much power because the idea is to suck. Like, I, I get it. Like, you consume it's it's really Selena Kyle gives you the whole exposition of it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a capacitor, and he's end up taking all the power. And then that way you control and you can levy the amount of money that it costs for people to get the power. Yeah, it's something he wants to leave for his doofus son. Yeah. Does, does the Christopher Walken impression. Yeah. Duh. For a minute, it's like that's giant Jay Moore running around. Hey, Dad, it's me, Chip. But he's getting he gets resistance from the mayor, which it's interesting they they brought in the mayor because uh, the guy um the um the one guy who looks like uh, the, I'm trying to remember the guy in Batman, not Commissioner Gordon, not Billy D. Williams, but that other guy. Was he the mayor? The kind of fat guy in the first nah, one. No, 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 old guy of bald. Yeah, that was that was. I got his mayor. All right, so yeah. we have a new mayor. Got a mayor change. Uh-huh. New mayor um, who's blocking him from getting the power plant. So Shrek's plan is all right. Obviously, we just got to get rid of the mayor. So we got to put in a new mayor. We're kind of skipping ahead with it, obviously, yeah. but it leads to this subplot where, you know, this penguin guy who captured me. This is exactly what yeah. we. Need. It's awesome. Like the, that moment when he reveals. First of all, here's a fish. Come downstairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Immediately, like just how Penguin goes into like, I'm gonna fill her void. Yeah, I'm gonna show my French finger trick. Like, <laughs> I mean, it is just one after another. The Mayor Cobblepot storyline, the innuendo, it all convolt, all converges he, here. He bites a guy's nose oh, in front of the people that are proud to support him. I'm telling you, if Donald Trump did that now, he'd still have the votes. Do you <laughs> see why it's not that ridiculous? But, but it's just, or I, whether it's far fetched or not, I, I it's. Really off. The guy insulted him. Well, yes. He didn't just bite a guy's nose. The yeah, guy, but it's, the guy insulted. Him. That's fine. He could have done that away from everyone. It's just in that. Like it's just where it's like that's this a little. This is Gotham but, City. It's but, a city full of morons. So, it's also a kids movie. Yeah. That's why it's really weird. That it pops uh, out there in the uh, well, then yeah. See, that's no. Hold on. Now I have read Batman comics that are not for kids. Right. In yeah. any way. But that's the comics. We're talking about the movies. Right. It's but a happy. I'm making a juxtaposition though. This movie is not for kids. It's just because it has a PG-13 rating. There and a, a Happy Meal? And a Happy Meal. That's Warner Brothers. That's not what Tim Burton did. But Warner Brothers, of course, a guy dresses up as a bat. Oh, it's a kid's movie. No, <laughs> no, 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 not necessarily. The, when you look at the, the merchandising and everything around that movie, like, that's a kid's movie. Jaws had merchandising. Jaws is not, not like Batman. This Freddy Krueger has merchandising. Not like Batman, though. This Batman's was like on a Star kids. Wars level of... Of merchandise, Dude, like they're, back they're, in the Termi- day. Terminator. Terminator has merchandising out the ass. I would buy the toys as a kid before I ever saw the movie. There are tons of movies for adults mm-hmm. that have a toyetic. Right. Thank you, Batman Forever. 
value to them, right. and they make toys out of it. It's not that. It's your Freddy Krueger. If you want that stuff exists, but if you want it, you have to go look for it. Batman was Saturday morning cartoons. You're getting trailers for this movie. Well, there's different. You're versions. getting you're there's getting different. stuff, but it's it, you're still going to see the same movie. There's a big difference between Pee Wee's Playhouse right. and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Right, huge difference. There, Pee Wee's Playhouse is a kids show. He's actually a di- performing it differently in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh-huh. So it's Speaking not of the, the same playoffs, character. This is a good when the when the penguin first of all like the I I'm astounded by the red triangle red triangle fuck circus gang that like the way they disassemble that Batmobile. Yeah, it's like wait a minute. I'm they do amazing work. Their structural engineering capabilities are incredible just to put that little shitty thing underneath his car, yeah. which he can get access to from the by punching, punching the, the floorboard. But what I was getting at is the most cringeworthy moment of the movie is him having his own little mini Batmobile. Yeah, I love it. Thing in his in, fucking love it. In a fucking and it's called, what's it called? It actually has a name, it's which a, I didn't notice it's before. Hard. It's the it, wait. Hold on. How did the thing Oh, the Batarang. And it goes back ride. to your again on the labels. It goes back to your a lot of sexual innuendo because he's in this Winnebago in the middle of the road after a oh, beach. Yeah. And then it cuts to where it's just a rocking back and forth, and all these people just like, oh, look at that! Like it's, it's a lot. Not to mention the fucking there's the pussy I was looking for line. Mm-hmm. That hello there neon thing. I kept thinking about that this time now. Like I as a kid, that. well, no, I, it sets up. I mean, what it sets up is great. Mm-hmm. Why is it there in the first place? That's, for that, like I don't like. I I was trying to figure out like. Why would I put that up in my in my apartment? Like I get the stuffed animals. I mean, there's some. I you know that the, it doesn't the match your other stuff. What is that there though? I, I don't I don't know. I just nothing in her house aesthetically makes sense. She has a regular looking house and an adult it looks would have. very expensive. Well, her. hold on. She has a regular looking house that or house room whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it apartment that every you know that every adult would have. But then there's a playhouse inside that a child would have. And there's stuffed animals everywhere. Sure, right. And then there's hello there. There's nothing really that matches in her house. She is a mess. Well, the, as the a character, dollhouse, the stuffed animals, those things at least I can connect those two things together. Now, sure. With outside of the person, like if I saw those in a room, like oh, okay, those go together. Yeah. What the fuck is that there? Though? Like I've never seen the that grid. in anything else. Where did you get? I've the, just never seen that in anything else. That's what I'm trying to figure. Out. Like what would be? Where the, did you get that her apartment looked expensive though? That thing looks huge. Oh, but if you had an apartment like that in New York City, yeah. that is an expensive apartment. There's a lot of stuff though. It looks like it's implying she's poor though. Like she's got the two burner stove. She's got to pull her bed down. That's what it. Sure, would she mean. can't afford the apartment. But that's what it would look like. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If yeah, that's which isn't a surprise. How high up is that? Like I. So, um, the window is he the, throws is the applied up? like mythology of of Batman Returns or like the, the cats like all like. Collectively, it's have a like, resurrection. It's a resurrection. That's what happens. Okay, right on. The movie has so, a lot of biblical overtones. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I, big time. No doubt about From it. From the penguin going down the river, mm-hmm. yeah, in the beginning of the movie, to this, like, because the cat's biting her finger, like trying to revive. I guess her. they try to hot shot like the fact that she's agile or has capability, because like she's able to kind of like battle her. And what happens with her? Um, oh no, maybe not. I'm thinking about something else. I was trying to think because when she's like cartwheeling and doing all that shit, I'm like, yeah. "Damn, where did that come hell? from?" Yeah, like, Jesus. I mean, I get see it. with it's me a... the the costume, the costume okay. that she has that she starts making. She just 
I want to know why it was just lying around and what it was originally for it before she made it. Yeah, it looked like, like a vinyl like, if, you, if you look at the Blu-ray, the HD version, like you can actually see the stitchings yeah, yeah. of the costume. Like it's it very was, well done. Yeah, but still, uh, where did she gets rid of all that makeup? But then she has to put some on. Yeah, poor thing. Well, it's it's also it's the most aggressive arts and craft sequence I think I've ever seen in a movie because it yeah. is. She's. I mean, I like where she's destroying her kid stuff that we were just talking totally, about. Yeah, where she's shoving the stuffed animals into the the garbage disposal and you get the Tim Burton like a snowy scene because then like all the stuffing's in the air and then it's falling so they can plant music. It's a nice visual. And then she goes on to spray paint her walls. She's breaking stuff. She breaks that, you know, for the hello there, the hell here shit. Um, and then just the scene where, as a kid, I remember it kind of confused me a little bit. Like, here's a bed and then all of a sudden it's just black. I was like, what's going on? And it leans back where she's destroying her her house so Tim Burton has a lot of interesting di- the way he directs this movie like because the first Batman movie is very uh, film noir yeah and this movie for the most part abandons that yeah except Sad. for one scene and that's with right before Max Shrek pushes her out the window the mm-hmm. way that the lighting is when he's looking down at her when she's basically given the exposition yeah that is very well shot yeah. very well done totally and I, w- I actually, it's, it's one of my complaints. I wish there was more of the film noir stuff because tonally, it's a completely different movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Yeah. And it's very interesting if you hear uh, Burton talk about it because he never understood for some reason or another why everyone thought Batman Returns was the darker movie. He thought the original Batman yeah, was I, 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 um, I mean, I, I mean, like I said, the biblical stuff, killing the firstborn, mm-hmm. which... I mean, I like that, not as a person, but, <laughs> but oh, because Penguin wants to, re- he wants all the children of the world to suffer what he suffered, right? Essentially, well, it carries with the Moses thing. You're talking mm-hmm. about like he's in the basket going down the river, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna kill the firstborn. It's kind of going to, it's real like it's a lot there. I didn't ever thought about that until you said it. Yeah, it's it's clever, and I I always wanted an explanation for the duck. And I kind of got it watching it this time uh, when he's in the little carriage as a baby, you know, mm-hmm. when he eats the cat or whatever he does, uh, which that's funny now that I think of it. He ate, you know, he got that cat. Uh, there's a little duck looks just like the one that he rides. It's dangling mm-hmm. right in front. Well, th- at least it, I'm noticing too, it's not just some crazy, oh, I built a duck in that abandoned zoo, which also looks like the scariest fucking zoo in the world. Um, even when it wasn't abandoned, you see like through their almost gondola rides with these duck things that are across the zoo. Right, and they're there too. So, at least I was like, oh, good. Mm-hmm. It's not just something stupid out of nowhere. And I was actually like really listening to the dialogue because I could never quite figure out all the other times that I watched it where Bruce Wayne made the connection that the Red Triangle Gang and the Penguin were connected or whatever. And he has that one little line about the mysterious bird boy or yep. whatever it was. Yeah, and I was like, oh. Marine bird boy or aquatic bird boy. Aquatic bird boy. Yeah, so th- mm-hmm. this actually was a real circus. Mm-hmm. Which, and they and they apparently drive around in one of those train things Yeah, and just abduct children and kill them. Wow. Yeah. Now, that's pretty intense. Oh, yeah, totally. For a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a man raised by penguins. I mean, yeah. that's... Mm. That's the tough one too. Is that true? Like, is that like what they? Is that really what they're going with here? Because I like, I, I want to think that the penguins are just from the zoo. 
But he's the baby. The carriage right. washes up, goes up to penguins, and penguins are the ones that march over to it. Mm-hmm. March over the penguins. That's right. <laughs> well, during the during the scene at the end when the penguin army is accosting Gotham, I'm just thinking it's like Surfs Up Three Judgment Day, is what it looks like because it is. It just it's so bright, it's so colorful. Suddenly, just takes yeah. this. Okay, at first we're going to have this great political plot. Okay, that goes away. He's going to kidnap all the firstborn kids. That gets screwed over. Okay, fine. I just happen to have all these tiny robot penguin hats. I'm going to send all these out to shoot rockets. The best scene I, I was to get to a scene that I think does still stand up and is excellent is the ballroom scene. It is. It is the best scene in the movie. In fact, I, I, I much prefer the Bruce Wayne scenes as opposed to the Batman scenes. Okay, the Batman scenes are awful. Like they are just shit. They is the it's he's such a fucking pansy. It's so irritating to watch this. He, time. he straps a bomb God. on a guy's chest yes. and dumps him into a yep. hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a, I, I wouldn't say that's pansy. No, but like, that's he, it's 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 a lot of the stuff with him and Catwoman when there's like, although like he try he does make up some ground in the second fight when he's like you know like eat, eat ground it's good fiber yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there's like there's that lines like okay. that that are good but, like, the Bruce Wayne stuff is for you know as much as we get is um, is definitely better and definitely that uh, that ballroom scene cements it because uh, it is interesting not just the mass thing but just their just their bits together well see that that's where are you going. Oh, that's what I really like about the movie. He finds two things to relate to in both of the villains. Mm-hmm. With with Penguin, it's it's abandonment and mm-hmm. it's you know the fact that he doesn't have his parents around to guide him. And with Selena, it's the 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 uh, idea of duality mm-hmm. and how can he learn from her and and figure out a way to better his own life and and try to figure out how to make it both. I wonder work. what he could learn from her. I don't know. She's like, really new to the game. Well, like I, I isn't that always Catwoman's thing? What? That she's always new to the whole thing? No. I mean, didn't didn't they do that in Dark Knight Rises? Like it was just like Dark Knight Rises picks up borrows a lot. Like Dark, like the Nolan universe borrows more than a few things. Well, I'm not gonna say more than a few. Like I was gonna say the Batmobile, the way it's it's splits Split. into the. Yeah, and this comes. That's into, one of my favorite Batman moments in the movie. It's the one time he he uh, becomes self aware and actually <laughs> jokes to himself. <laughs> Which I wish there was more of that. Actually, you know, he's just like, oh no, I'm a little worried. Yeah, because usually he's just Batman. Yeah, and he's not Bruce Wayne because Bruce right. Wayne's a jokey guy. Mm-hmm. I, there's a a nice little shout out to Sybil in this movie, which I thought was great. Sybil Shepherd? No, Sybil, like the movie with uh, Sally Field where she played the person with multiple personality disorder. Okay. Because there's a good scene in that movie where she's standing looking in a shop window. And she sees multiple reflections behind her of some of her other personalities, and she's talking to them, and she's, I'm disappointed in you, and blah blah blah. And yeah, what's it, that thing she says? I can't remember. Pfeiffer, it's like, why do you do this? Yeah, she's like, why do you do it's this? Like nice she's staring at that, and I was, oh, that's kind of neat. They really amp up though in this one. It, it really separate from, as we said again, taking the comic out. Where, you know, Catwoman in the comics is just a cat burglar. She's very skilled. That's her thing. It's what she does. Where this one is just kind of a crazy sociopathic lady mm-hmm. who still really just doesn't know what she wants to do. Because right. her first act as Catwoman is to save a lady from a potential rape. But then but she insults her and then immediately wants to which join is, a plot to kill Batman. Which is great because this is a very feministic movie. And 
that is between that lady that she saves and that blonde that gets batarang in the head. The ice princess. Yeah, the ice princess. Those are both like two good examples of women who just can't do shit on their own that basically get a, a punishment because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's Catwoman who is showing that she can do all of it herself and doesn't need a man. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I think that was an interesting uh, take on it. Like, that's the first time I can recall seeing that in a comic book movie. And that's another thing. Like, this, for all intents and purposes, like, for... This has got to be the ballsiest fucking comic book movie ever made because this is an art house film. At the end of the day, this is a, this is an art house film. You could mute this movie and just listen to the to the music that Danny Elfman did and look at the visuals, and you wouldn't need dialogue. You don't need dialogue in this film. Like everything is basically. I wish we pretty- didn't get it. Yep. All the I had to, I, the, the the innuendo city that it goes to is just ridiculous. Even what's bad. What is the one Bruce drops on Selena? He says one to her that's well, really good. They're, uh, I, it's when they're it dancing was, in some, the ballroom. Yeah. It's something about... He yeah. said something about something. He's like, oh, it's hard. She goes, I'd say semi-hard. And then he just looks at her like, hmm. To your point, though, you are correct. I do I do agree with you. Like, if, if you did shut the off... The visuals in this movie are fucking it. fantastic. You could probably... Being there's a lack of color, if you could chrome it or black and white it and do that, it would become... The shot nice. of him... Standing there as the bat signal is blaring on his face and behind the wall, like oh. the, the the shot of the penguin holding the bars, looking out at all the people with the mm-hmm. Christmas tree way mm-hmm. up there, like that shit is gold. It still was weird that this movie came out in the summer, as as heavy as Christmas plays a part in it. Happens all the time. But it just it Die felt Hard. weird that this was. I thought Die Hard came out in never close to the holiday, like the first one. Was Every like, Die Hard oh. movie other than that last piece of shit. Came out in the summer. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I remember yeah. with the Vengeance was in May. Yeah, oh, yeah, but that I mean that one didn't revolve around the holiday. It did it? Did which, which one was that one? Very, it had a heat very, wave in Christmas. It's mentioned like yep. once or twice in the movie. Really, it's very. It's very Christmas. Light. You can steal City Hall. That's like that's the one that yeah. But the kids are in school. Well, Christmas is the whole month of December. I mean, it's. Uh, it's I guess not, in New it's York, it's not it on is. Christmas. I guess. I guess yeah. it's, it is the. It's like December. I like guess one thing about Batman Returns, it's like when is Christmas actually? It just seems like it's, it's forever. Just, it seems like it's Christmas season in Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> it's just, like yeah. it, it's coming. It'll be here, and when it's here, we're waiting for the next one. Yeah. You know, so it's all, Danny Elfman's score in this movie. It's top three best he's ever done. Yeah. Easily, I, I think this trumps. His uh, Batman '89 score, mm-hmm. like well, that theme, severely. that that theme, I love that theme, the the Batman theme, just the the one that like was the, the theme theme, the theme theme, the one that was cut uh, was cut and converted from the animated series yeah. where they toned it. Oh yeah, but just like it, it, I was laughing watching the beginning of the movie where you have penguins bassinet floating down the river, and after it's playing all the little chimey Tim Burtness normal music you get in movies and it goes down the waterfall and then it starts the Batman music and it's just a bassinet floating down the river I was like I would go on this amusement park ride oh yeah you're just gonna sit in a log flume doing nothing and listen to the Batman music I'm in I would do that I have to go back to your politics thing it's not just what did you say about about how it's a commentary on politics uh, or on, on, on politicians no no, you said something. I didn't say it was a commentary on it. No. Well, uh, okay. Well, I just said it's. A, I, I was talking about the subplot of it. Like, yeah. As a subplot, it's it's it. It seems like it's one of the weaker. Oh no, I love it. Politics are owned by corporations. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a great little little thing to put in a comic book movie of all fucking yeah. things. Because Max Shrek just looks at the mayor and says, "Well, 
you aren't going to do what I want. I have enough employees to get enough signatures to just demand a recall. Right. And, and it's I, a month after the election. Right. <laughs> yeah. We've already got enough yeah. of you. Yeah. He doesn't even, there's not even a recall. And mm-hmm. somebody, he's got somebody running for mayor. Right. Yeah. He finds a guy. And he and he uses him. He uses him. He uses his backstory mm-hmm. as a as a platform. Penguin, it's just the way he's done in this movie is is he's yeah. It is really just as much his movie as Catwoman's because he is sympathetic as hell even through all the nasty things that he does in the movie. Sure, I mean Max Shrek's really the big villain because yeah. he's the one that plays he's the everybody. Master. Yeah. yeah, through the whole thing. It's like, sure. and he's also the. I don't know where this ooze shit's coming from. That shows up for one little bit, right? Where Penguin's like, look at this, it's some of your ooze, and he pours your out... toxic waste. Yeah, he pours out <laughs> mutagen from the Ninja Turtles into that ceramic bowl. The TGRI guy. Yeah, and then the... Uh, <laughs> then the... Um, later, where he's going to bring the kids, he and he's got Shrek in that giant cage, he's telling them, I'm going to put them in a batch of your ooze, and it goes to, it, you know, an undercam shot where it's like under the water, and you see this. And it's almost insinuating that this water's poisonous mm-hmm. and mutagenic. But it's also the same water that the penguins are just jumping in and out of all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm confused. With Possible. That. Well, I was always confused about this zoo. Mm-hmm. I guess the zoo's closed because well, it's too fucking cold. But where where are they underground if they're not there? Because that place looks lived in. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like that part I never quite uh, understood. And what kind of zoo is connected to the sewers? Yeah. On a side note to deal with the penguins, can you, because I, I Googled this and I couldn't get a straight answer one way or the other. Can you train a penguin? Is that possible? I don't some know. Some people say you can and some people say you can't. And, and, and at the end of the day, it doesn't seem like it really matters because Batman hits that button and the shit just launches off the penguins anyway. anyway. So it's like, did you even need the penguins? You just needed like a, an RC card or something. In, <laughs> here's what, in the in the newer Bert, Batmans, in the Nolans, Batman has to work to get like the ability to, you know, the cell phone thing, and it brings in that whole ethic. And there's, there's lots of work for his science. In this one, he and Alfred go into the Batcave, immediately hack a, somehow a live broadcast just over a PA system, not even through the TV. Right. And, and does that god awful spin Thank with you. the disc? Thank you. That's stupid. Uh, that's really that stupid. Is really stupid. Um, <laughs> the the bat oh, that signal on the disc yeah, player. Right, right. I mean, that shit that's out. very Val Kilmer. Yeah, uh, era Batman. Oh, that's almost like George Clooney's Bat Platinum Black Card shit. As long as I don't talk about it. I'm but uh, that, and then the the oh okay, immediately I have this. I had no clue these penguin things were coming. But I immediately have a device that's going to allow me to just transmit a signal that will take control of it. Yeah. Not big on that either. No. I mean, he's Batman. Batman's unbeatable. Prep time Batman. Definitely unbeatable. But this movie doesn't give... I like no explanation. Prep time, yes. I like explanation. His, like, his Bapo is like a... What a useless vehicle. Like, how many times do you get to whip that thing out? Man, what a bummer. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it, I mean I'm, it's when there I say for it's the useless, toy. like... It's there, for the, it's there for the toy. All of his are like he. I think every one of them gets destroyed in this entire. Not yeah, the Batmobile. All uh, four of these movies, like uh-huh. they, they. Oh, the Batmobile gets it. This this one, at least the first one, doesn't get destroyed. Right. This one's the the split, so it can do the Bat Bullet, which they also sold separately. They can't make you one that turns into it. 
There's one that, that you get the Batmobile, you get the Bat Bullet. Yeah, the, the Happy Meal toy did. Uh, oh, yeah, because you pushed it and it shot out. Yeah. Um, there's that, and this is just, I don't know, it's just too much. Uh, then where the Riddler and gang go into the Batcave and just defile it. Oh, that's Batman for real. Yeah, no, 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 but I mean, no, no, it's, no. it's still going with shit gets destroyed. They just love going, oh, then we can have a new one in the next one and sell more of those. That's possible. Yeah, I'm not sure how much the uh, Warner Brothers have like in, in making this because from everything I've read from Burton's book and stuff I've, and articles on the internet, it just seems like Burton had literally all the control because they wanted him back that bad. And then, and then he made this film, which they were like, "I can't take my kids to this." <laughs> stupid! I fucking hate that. Well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, not. the pen went into his mouth or something. I'm sorry. And the, Killing it, Joke is not for kids. No, Killing Joke is Absolutely not for kids. Absolutely no. not. Dark Knight Returns, not no, for kids. They're not all. What, what but every we, movie's supposed to be? No, but what what I was saying, and it wasn't because they, they did the Batman animated series came out the fall after this. Not, like right. They were just previews for the same. It's not these are different people. There were the previews for the exact same movie showing... Two children, and then the Happy Meal toys. Come get your Batmobile, get your Bat mugs, like get all that shit. Those pl- big plastic cups. I still have my Batman 1989 Taco Bell cup. I have my Batman. I have my Oswald Cobblepot from Mayor McDonald's cup. The, the I, it's but, just if you're gonna make a toy line off of a movie series that central plot is Judgment Day, then I think it's pretty fair game. I mean, you have to have Batman toys. That's a given. We're not saying it's not okay to have the toys. It's just that there's there's a lot of stuff in here that's just like it, it's all right because you see it in all kids, almost all kids movies. There's a little something to make it tolerable for the adults that have to sit through it. Not so much anymore. But there's just too much. Like it's it, sometimes it, it's just a lot, and when it happens, it is just rapid fire. Then it goes away. Then rapid fire I mean, goes I, away. I, it was marketed as a kids' movie. Of course, it was. It's bad. I'm not necessarily saying like the whole thing. Like, oh, this is a happy home movie and all this stuff. Like, it's not necessarily an indictment of Tim Burton because he made the movie he wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Like, he makes all his movies. He makes the movie he wanted to make. Just it is what it is. However, you want to look at it. The only the biggest bummer is that it didn't do well enough to where he might have come back and done a third one because. You know, it would have been interesting if if he had done the Riddler or something like that. Yeah, that could have been interesting. Because that's the what happened was they didn't want him back. Right. They didn't because they didn't know where the movies could have gone from here. I would have loved to have seen a third movie. Sure. At totally. A, a finale of of where this could have gone. Oh, but it's yeah because it, Batman yeah. Forever is one of the safest Batman movies. Oh by, yeah. By far. Yeah. And not necessarily a bad movie, just not. It's a serious step down. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And was really the decline up until, you know, Nolan took over in 05. But, um, no. I I remember as a kid seeing this movie, and I liked it, but I thought it was too dark as a kid. Of course I would. I was six. Mm-hmm. And I, my favorite Batman movie as a kid was Forever. Because yeah. kids are fucking stupid. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> like, opinions are going to change over time. And, yeah, Batman Forever did do better. But is it remembered better? No, it's not even close. How many times? I know you guys. Do you, how many times did you go see Batman, nineteen eighty nine, in the theater? Not three. Once. You I didn't think, get to see it. You, I think three times. 
It was, it was my the first VHS tape I ever. It was got an to. opening nighter. Yeah, absolutely. I saw it. I saw it probably five times in yeah. a theater because I, my mom took me, then my dad took me, then my aunt and uncle. T- you know, it was just one of those things, and I loved it. Being older, when this one came out, you know, still not much, but still a teenager. I only saw it the one time. That's all I wanted to watch I, it, and I was like, I'll watch it a couple times when yeah, it comes out. I. I I remember as a kid liking it, but it was in one of those ways like, oh, I want to like everything I see in the theaters. I don't right. want to think that movies I that are not. Are, I don't yeah. want to think movies aren't necessarily bad, but I don't want to think that they're less than my expectations, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I think part of my problem and this, uh, is not with the movie of Batman Eighty Nine. It's a, I have a hard time getting beyond. I have a yeah. I have a hard time getting beyond the cultural phenomenon that it was. Like I'm so attached to it because it was such a big. Oh, I mean, something so exciting as a kid to go see. I think. I think 89 is a great movie. Oh, yeah. But it has, it has some problems. It has some of the same problems as this. Batman checks out, disappears for a while. Yeah. He has... I he, think it has. He's extremely reactive. Like, he's he lets the, the, cup, like the couple and their son, which should, like... He be, should have stopped that a long time yeah. ago. Instead, he's no, like... There is a cool. lot of... Uh, and then he lets those guys go. Yeah. Batman 89 has one significant problem, I think, that Batman Returns does not have. I think Batman 89 has serious pacing issues. That movie has, le- you know, like the highest highs and then very low lows. Mm-hmm. Batman Returns never really stops going. The, the thing that the thing that benefits it is one villain. The, sure, it, that it allow it, it allows a, a, a better a more even. But even that, the, he the, doesn't become the Joker until a half hour into the movie. Well, it's still like one, pretty much one villain, one hero. We're in this, like you know, and it's not a. It's not bad to try and have multiple villains by any means. They still do it to this day. I mean, it's just sometimes Superman too. And the inevitable problem is like, <laughs> how are you going to squeeze all of that and do roughly 120 minutes right, in a movie? Right. That's where it becomes difficult. And you know, um, I mean, very few movies can pull it off. I think this movie does pull it off. I think even Batman Forever pulled it off. It's just unfortunate that Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face is not very good. No. Oh and, God. No. But I mean, it can be done. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's just it sucks that. That, I guess that's one of the bad things to come from Batman Returns is that it, it set a precedent that yeah. for a oh, bigger is better for a comic book movie means more villains. Well, I mean, like, I know you don't count it. Batman 1969, it was the big four villains teaming up. Sure. So, I mean, it, this wasn't like the first time. Well, that was also from the TV show. And the TV show was known for... Like, there were lots of episodes from that show that yeah. had all Multiple. the villains. Let, let's put them in. You know, mm-hmm. it was you know something like that, and for yeah, that movie's all right. But yeah. one thing that I can't stand that people talk about when they talk about not just these Batman movies, but like Superman shit like that is, oh, it was good for the time. It was yeah, good for the uh, time. Yeah. I hate that so much because I think comic book movies have devolved seriously. This movie has Tim Burton all over it. The Superman movies have Richard Donner all over it. Yeah, and and even the first, well, shit, all three of them, all three Spider-Man movies, all oh, those are Sam Raimi movies, all over. Yeah, you're telling me Joe Johnston directed Captain America, Kenneth Branagh. I could only tell he did Thor based on the shit that he did. Wherever the Thor, Asgard, Asgard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could only tell that that was Kenneth Branagh because of those scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Directors don't get to stamp these movies. That's why Edgar Wright got kicked out of Ant-Man, and we had to deal with whatever his name. Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed? Yeah, Peyton Reed. So, like, I, when I look back on these movies, I go, oh, that was back when the filmmakers had all the creative freedom. Like, I still wish we could have gotten Superman Lives because it was it was so different on no. concept. Just like, I ha- I wonder what this would have looked like. Sure. If, you know, if for nothing else, then it would have been something completely different. Oh, yeah. That, 
that documentary. My God. Me. I still need to get the right one since apparently you said that's a fake link. Yeah, just go five minutes in. Uh, yeah. And or look at the comment section, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> that's what I did. But um Yeah, I mean Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Oh about killed the damn thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, well what was it like eight years before they even seriously talked about doing another Batman movie? Oh, so yeah. it, it Well, there were there was supposed to be a sequel to Batman and Robin. It was Batman Triumphant. And they were going to use the Scarecrow, and George Clooney was going to be Batman, and the Scarecrow was going to inject... This was actually an interesting idea. He was going to inject Batman with a toxin that made him see hallucinations, and he was going to see a reprising Jack Nicholson as the Joker, fucking with him, like he does in Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah. That would have been cool, but I... I'm so glad it didn't happen. Yeah. Because that might... That would have tainted Batman. Because Clooney... That movie... It's, it's a whole other issue. I, I hated that movie. I remember going to see it with my mom. I was like, oh, it was Batman. And I was like, I hate this. You know, I was like, it's bad. That was one of those movies, man. Then, Try to um, convince myself. My thing was, after a little bit, I was like, Clooney. I was like, maybe Clooney just couldn't do Batman. Maybe he couldn't. Some people can't. I mean, he you was just a big... the hell out of Bruce Wayne. Right, he was a big star at the time. So it was like, Clooney, Clooney, Clooney. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then years later, I saw Three Kings, and I got so mad at him. Because after seeing him in That's Three Kings, movie. I was like... You could be Batman, and he even says, "I love it." He was he was on Leno. I think it was like two thousand three or money. four and four, giving the refunds back. <laughs> and he was even talking. He's like, "I don't know what was going on." He was like, "For God's sakes, Robin's codpiece was bigger than mine," mm-hmm. and it was like just stuff like that. And it was uh, it was the wrong way to go. Yeah, yeah. It, but everything's twenty twenty in hindsight. You know, when, sure. when I was a kid, you didn't even realize I mean, it. Get, I, I, I'm just preparing myself for what this this new movie's going to bring. And my Cause, God, because yeah. this really could. It, oh, it's one or the other. It, it's man. gonna have, I bet, like a a, a fairly big to, to big opening weekend. Yeah. Oh, I think it's gonna be huge. Do you but think, then after that we'll is see. where, like, it's the same problem Batman Returns ran into. Probably a, a oh, Batman Returns set the record weekend. on the opening and weekend, then, and, and then, then it just didn't have the legs. The, it didn't have the repeat viewers. Of, this movie's gonna. I I just get the feeling. Didn't they? Did they change release date? I thought it was at first. They were saying March twenty third. It's like Tuesday. Or Wednesday. I oh, thought it was just, a Wednesday. Just as many days. As oh, I know. Event, yeah, eventually, movies are just going to release, you know, <laughs> like on the Friday before the Sundays, Friday it was supposed Mondays. to be. <laughs> yeah, and just you know, they just keep well, setting it back earlier and earlier. The first Transformers was really the first movie I remember that's like, oh, well, it starts on this day, but we're going to do special screening starting at seven p.m. Yeah. So. All right, so let's let's wrap it up here, Charlie. I know you you still probably rate this pretty high compared to where you did when you saw it. Is it as a kid, oh, it, it gets better every time I watch it. It's an opera, like it's just wow. Uh, I don't know if it's better than I don't know if it's a better. You know what? It's not a better Batman movie than Batman '89, right? But I definitely think it's a better Tim Burton movie. Okay, and Ooh. and that's the fact that it is a Tim Burton movie before a Batman movie. And I really like that, that he took the characters and went, I can take those characters, adapt them, and, and do something in my style, the way that I would make a movie, with characters that I would create on my own. And I, I really applaud that. And it was very original. And I still think this is one of the strangest, most outlandish, big-budget, blockbuster, mainstream films ever made. And I really respect it on that. So, yeah, I give it, I give it an 8. Where do you put it, Jason? 3. My reason is, is, and <laughs> what's wrong? Sorry. 
Oh, no, I'll let you get it out. That's funny. Drink your ham and Kool-Aid and... and A three. Three. Oh. Because it's part of what you just said, what you like it. I get, you know, if I'm going to direct a movie, I kind of want to put my stamp on what I'm doing. But, I mean, this is... This is an established character. It's okay to kind of take liberties with your visual style and want to do things, but I think Tim Burton, Tim Burton it up way too much. I didn't like uh, the just uh, we the claustrophobicness of this movie. Gotham is next to Metropolis. Gotham is supposed to be the biggest city, the second biggest city in America, and this movie literally makes this look like the. I mean, just the the village, the little town square from Nightmare Before Christmas. It has like 60 people that live in Metropolis. You see the same people over and over again. Yeah, the Don't Fold the Maps guy. Yeah. I will say that. I think this movie has great set design, art art decoration. It's fantastic. But I do agree with you. I always thought this movie felt really small. Right. It, it looks like sound stages. Yeah. Right? But they're very well decorated sound they stages. They do. They, <laughs> I mean, they look great. Like the, the statues and, st- you know, like, you know, the city's called Gotham. It's nice. He tried to give it a, a gothic look and things like that. Right. But, um, again, it's there's not enough of Batman in it, and I don't just mean I, I want him in the suit all the time, but I mean just that. Like it, it's to me, it's just I didn't like it. It wasn't real good. I you know when I was a kid, I liked it. I watched it the one time in the theater. I got the VHS for Christmas that year. Watched it till it ran out, of course. But as as I'm older, this just isn't me. Batman putting the bomb on the guy, and you've had that. You and I've had that discussion off air a lot. That's that just wasn't necessary. See, I just look at it as Batman's a psychopath, and I really think he's a psychopath in Tim Burton's interpretation because he says he has weird lines of dialogue in this movie, right? Like something he says to Selena about um, about about how. He wants to be. Oh, right, right. When she's trying to kill Max Shrek, and right? And he's like, "We're not that bad. We're not. We're not. You know, let him get get him arrested. You know, we're better than that. He's the murderer. No, no. You took you took some lives too, man. Right. You're not, I mean, you're, you're not acknowledging the fact that their lives are worth anything just because they're bad well, guys. Unlike or about when he sets the guy on fire with right. the Batmobile. Unlike <laughs> Richard Donner's that. Superman. Batman can't spin the earth around, so he just has selective memory, apparently. He's just like, you know what? I don't deal with loss, so I never kill anybody. It's like the joke if you played Arkham Knight, like, yeah, those are rubber bullets in that giant tank of a Batmobile that also electrocutes anyone that touches it um, kind of thing. But that's where my three comes from, is that this... I mean, this felt like an Elseworlds Batman, but no one knew what the fuck was going on, so... Where are you going, Will? I'm right about like I'll be honest. As a kid, I think I even I, I I never had this movie higher than probably a seven as a kid. It probably like I'll be honest. At the start of the podcast, it was out of four. Um, I really took to heart your argument though about it's not really it's not an argument, but it's a commentary on if you eliminate the script and just let the music flow with it because the the music is by far the strongest part of the movie oh, absolutely. without question. So I I give it probably I put I give it right down the middle of the five. I'd, if we're never gonna probably do the other two movies, so I'll go ahead and tell you they're probably like at a three or a two or a one. I can tell you, for me, Forever is a five, and Robin is a three. So I still I st- I. <laughs> Batman and Robin doesn't exist. Well, the thing about real quick, Batman yeah. and Robin, like 
I can enjoy that movie on one reason alone. It is a modern updating of the 60s TV show. Well, I mean, that is the only way to enjoy it. If you yeah. just put everything else out of your mind. Because even Batman Forever has shit in it that I love. But it's just not a good movie. I went When we went to see the... Mom took me. Then me and the guys that worked at the comic book store together went. And I just remember the guy behind me was a huge Bane mark. Because the Bane store... You know, it's like he's, it, was, it, it is a great story. The nightfall and everything. But the way they did Bane in that movie, every oh, time Bane grunted, terrible. all I heard the guy behind me just go, motherfucker. On Batman and Robin? Yeah. Oh, it's just, horrible. Yeah. It's, that was my introduction to Bane. Yeah. Sorry. So then I played Batman Arkham Asylum like 10 years later, and I'm like, that's a fucking awesome character. Oh, and then yeah. I see Dark Knight Rises, and I'm like, oh, you shit again. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do it. I'm, I'm not going to do the Bane. Don't. No. Just do Patrick Stewart. That's all. So, I guess the next movies for guys like movies. I don't know. We'll we'll announce it on Twitter whenever we're go, what we're going to do. And um, next wrestling episode of the New Blood Rising podcast will be SummerSlam two thousand one. Um, mm-hmm. The podcast is on Twitter at New Blood Pod and look for us on Facebook at New Blood Rising Podcast. I'm at William Rinkin eighty three. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. I'm at CM underscore Stabs. And we'll see you guys at SummerSlam two thousand one. Batman got on my nerves He was running me a mouth He ridiculed me calling me a bum I whooped Batman's ass I whooped Batman's ass I whooped was bad. He was a fucking asshole in the first place. He got knocked to the floor.
Rock over London, rock on Chicago. Wheaties, represent champions. 